What is up, everybody? And welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. I'm your host, the aforementioned Joseph Matthew Kilgallen. Look at that. He just got my full name. I don't think I've ever said my full name on this podcast. My name is Joseph Matthew Kilgallen. Now, Matthew was after my dad. Joseph was after some dude who get this shit, right? This guy. He was around long, long time ago. We're talking like, hmm, I don't know, maybe like 2040-ish years ago, right? I don't know when he was born, maybe 2050-something years ago. So anyway, he hooks up with this sweet piece of, ooh, beautiful lady, real sweetheart too. Not just about looks, everyone. I actually am mad I brought up her looks, but her looks, top-notch, an absolute 10. Just a smoke show of a babe, but a great heart, which is the most important thing. She was just a sweet person, had some motherly instincts, you know, just tremendous, tremendous babe. And Joseph uh, didn't, he was just carefree, easygoing. So his wife gets knocked up and she says it wasn't any man because he was about to be like, "Who, who did this? Who'd you cheat on me with? And she was all like, I didn't, I didn't cheat. And then he's like, you, you mean to tell me some ghost banged you? And she's like, yeah, spirit snuck into the bed last night. You were, you were fucking drunk. Cause you were all like, oh, my hands hurt from doing carpentry all day. And just before I knew it, it was like, and, it, and he's like, did this, was this consensual? And she was thinking, oh, I better answer this right. But it was, it was consensual. And then nine months later, they had this baby that went on to be, Pretty fucking famous. So that's that's the Joseph I was named after. So there you go. You got the whole story there. All right. If you're listening to this podcast for the very first time, you, you picked a hell of an episode. I, I don't normally start off that crazy, but I'm in a bad mood, like a really, really bad fucking mood. And I don't know why. It just kind of washed all over me uh, today. Let me let me backtrack a little bit for you first-time listeners. Welcome. Welcome to the pod. Check out some other episodes. I am a stand comedian. I rant. 30 for about 30 minutes weekly. I uh, try to have some fun with it. Nothing serious. It's about laughs. You know, um, I call the podcast also kill gallons pub because that was the original name of the podcast in which I would have guests on and we would drink and try to recreate that pub atmosphere. Then a pandemic happened. And then my life got to the point where it was really hard to get together and drink with people and record it. So I changed it to the Joe kill Gallon podcast. Also thinking it would help YouTube uh, search engine optimization as the nerds call it. Uh, help with views. It hasn't. It hasn't at all. Nobody listens to this fucking podcast, whether it's an audio or video form. I take that back. I got a strong, uh, solid listenership. I'd rather have a small and mighty listenership like I got some great people and I can't do it without you. I do this for you. I'm actually, I get mad at myself when it doesn't come out exactly on time and all that kind of stuff. Although the last few have come out on Tuesday and this one's coming out on a Tuesday as well. But uh, uh, my, my Patreon, Patreon's growing a little bit, so that's nice to see. Uh, so to the Patreon subscribers, you guys are amazing. I've got a new one up later today as well, unless my guest flakes on me, which won't be the case. We'll be up today or tomorrow. I got a fun one that I got someone confirmed for. That'll be a surprise for you Patreon subscribers. So thank you very much. All right, so why am I in a bad mood? Well, I don't really know. I don't know. Woke up on the wrong side of the bed maybe. Who knows? I'll try to focus on some good. Nobody wants to listen to a bummer of a podcast. Um, the good was I had a great Sunday. I had an absolute great Sunday. It was one of those Sundays where I just got a lot done. 
My eldest son, little five-year-old, had his T-ball pictures. He had a game that was rained on Saturday, but they had a picture day thing. And that dude has got the smile down. Great smiler. Just he knows how to smile. You say to him, hey, smile. He gives you a gives you this pearly white game show host smile, just like like one of those. He knows he's handsome. He knows it. You know, some little kids don't know how to smile. They do that thing where they just they and and you ever hear their parents? Their parents like, no, no, show teeth, show your teeth. And then they just eh, and then they just kind of like like show their teeth, but you're they're not smiling because they're not enjoying themselves. They were like, I was over here playing with a toy. You made me stand next to someone I barely know, like some great aunt. And it's like, smile, smile, little Jimmy. Jimmy, show us smile, smile big. Look at the look at the camera. Can you look at the camera? And he's like, which camera? There's six on me now. And I don't know why people still do that. But they, they do it with their phones now. I've seen this. I've witnessed this at parks, at any kind of events, you know, where there's a large gathering of people. They have some little kid, and he just wants to live his life. And six people get in his face with a cell phone, and they're just like, smile, smile. We're taking a picture. Smile. And he's probably thinking, how about I look at one of you? I smile towards one of you, and that one person shares the picture with the fucking rest of you, okay? Airdrop that shit in other people's phones. And the kid would say this. He wouldn't swear, though, because he doesn't want to get in trouble. But he would say this, because even at the age of whatever age they're at, these young kids know about technology better than their parents. It, it cracks me up, actually, how quickly they've adapted and learned it, where their parents are just like, how do I zoom in? I use my fingers. There's not a zoom in button. It's just... It's one of those things, but my boy, he knows how to smile. He's not one of those twerps. I feel bad for those kids because if you just let them smile, if you just say smile, it's so if they don't show their teeth, it's just a weird grin. It's a phase. They have to break it. I know a lot of good looking people, good looking adults who, you know, have been at their parents' house. We've hung out. Someone had like a party. I can remember high school graduation parties where they show like the, the kids smile from every year. You know, some parents collect like, here's you in first grade. Here's you in second. And it's like they put it in a whole big like, uh, I don't know. I was going to say catalog, but that's not it. What's called photo album. That's what I'm talking about. And you could see like, oh man, you didn't know how to smile until seventh grade. Seventh grade is when you finally fit. And sometimes it's like high school, you blossom and good for you. Cause who cares if you're cute when you're little, everyone's kind of cute when they're little, but they might not take good photos is my overall point. So I took him there. Then after that, dropped off his aunts for brunch, hauled ass to pick up my brother where we went to an amazing bar a bar called AJ Hudson's in Chicago. Now I knew this place was going to be slammed. I was, I was like, this, this is a long shot at best. I was trying to be optimistic. We were going there to watch man city, hopefully win the premier league. They had to win. And, um, if they win, they win. They win the premier league. They don't do like a playoff, like American style sports do in the English premier league. And Liverpool, uh, had to win and Manchester had to lose. I think if Manchester tied, they also would have won the Premier League. So that, and it was exciting as hell because they were down 2 0 and came roaring back. Oh, before that, and then everyone's going, every goal, everyone went nuts. And it was such a fun atmosphere. But here's where I have to, th- I don't know who this woman is. I wish I would have got her name. I'd like to send her a gift card. So my brother and I, before we even fully crossed the street, we parked on the other side of Ashland in Chicago. AJ Hudson's is on Ashland and Grace. I'll tell you if you're ever in Chicago or if you're a football fan. I'm, by the way, I'm I'm changing. Sorry, fellow Americans. You might get mad at me for this, but I am now calling soccer football because let, let's be honest. It should be called football. I know I used to be one of those people as like, no, we're Americans. We fo-. Look, America, just let's admit we got this one wrong. 
our sport should not be called football. It should be called like smash ball or tackle ball, something like that. We barely use our feet in the game. Yeah, we run on our feet, but you run on your feet in every sport. Soccer, as we call it, is true football because they use their feet. They can't even use their hand. Oh, the goalie could use their hands. That's it. They use their feet, sometimes use their heads. They could kind of bump with their knees and stuff. But that is more of a foot-oriented, driven sport than our American football. It just is. So we're crossing the street. And No, I'm going to give the bar a shot because if you're in Chicago, it's definitely uh, worth it. Uh, even if, uh, I mean, it's a huge football bar, but even if it's not, you should check it out. Great, it's a great spot. And I, I mean, as I'm crossing the street, I'm like, look at this place. This is going to be, you know, you just kind of knew it. But again, I was trying to be optimistic. And the guy, the door guy, before we even fully crossed, was like, lads, we're at capacity, lads. Like, what do you, what would you think we were going to be at? And I'm like, I know. Testing, and then I lose the microphone. Middle of a story with momentum. This is what I get. I knew it was going to be a fucking bad night. Been in a bad mood all day. And I even said to myself, maybe just wake up early on Tuesday. That way the podcast still comes out on Tuesday. People understand. And I was like, no, fuck that. Even when you're in a bad mood, you got to get your work done. Right? So I call myself a little bitch. I'm like, hey, fuck face. You know what? People aren't always in a good mood at work. And they they chug it through anyway. They, they power through. Right? chug it through what the fuck am i talking about anyway hopefully the mic's back to working she waves us in she's awesome the whole back of this this whole separate room is just for man city fans they got this great manchester city chicago supporters city till we die fucking amazing this woman was great she saw us she got us in i had people hit me up being like oh man we tried to get in all this stuff and i was like hey you know gotta wear the right colors but uh, she even gave me a little shit. She's like, you're late. And I was like, I had my son's T-ball. And she kind of just smiled at me. I was able to get in there. She's like, there's a couple spots to stand over there, stand over there. I was like, hey, to these dudes. I'm like, hey, I'm not in your way. If I'm in your way, say something. They're like, nah, you're fucking great, man. I'm like, ah, you guys are awesome. Everybody was cool as shit. After every goal, high-fiving, hugging strangers, uh, singing songs, getting the player chance. Everyone just having a fucking blast. And it was great to see. And I remember being like, damn, I wish I was into this sport m- most of my life. Because you guys who follow the podcast, I'll admit, I am a novice. I am new to following uh, the Premier League. I mean, I've, I've followed from a distance, but this is the first year where it's like I had alerts on my phone for every time Manchester City was about to start. For every match, I, I caught, if I couldn't catch it on TV, I was following along on my phone. I was dedicated this year, and it was great. And they have a team and an ownership or an organization that is committed to winning. And anytime some awesome, they spend. Yeah, fuck it. I know some people are like, oh, they're the big money. They're like the Yankees now. They spend, spend, spend. I'm like, fine. I don't give a shit, okay? Because as a Chicago sports fan, it's nice to see a team with ownership that wants to win, right? That's what you have to, that's all you could ask for as a fan. And so it's great to see. Yeah, the champions, you know, they didn't do well in the Champions League. They were, they kind of choked away that a little bit, but they won the Premier League, which is great to see developing this rivalry with Liverpool. So I'm anti-Liverpool and um, it was just great after uh, they tied it or no, wasn't they went ahead and after they tied it, went ahead. Uh, it was two, one. 
I just got a full Guinness. Like the one server just handed to me. And I remember being like, I better take a big, cause I'm standing. There's no table to set it on. I remember being like, I better take a big sip of this because if they score, I'm going to end up wearing this thing. I get it. I take my sip and then they scored and I was like, fuck yeah. You know, I started pumping up and down. Then someone, it was an accident. They bumped me and literally I, half the Guinness was all over my face and sweatshirt. That reminds me, I got to wash the sweatshirt, but I was wearing that Guinness and it was all over my face, dripping off my eyebrows uh, in my ear. I didn't care. It was so much fun. I'm going to join the Manchester city, uh, Chicago, uh, supporters club, the it's, and yeah, I can't wait for the league to start again. And guess what? It starts August 6th. Their off season is like a little over two months. Season ended yesterday, Sunday, May 22nd, come back August 6th. Seriously. That's really just all of June and July. And it's almost June. And then your season starts back up again. It's amazing. I love it. That's fucking great. I wish more sports were kind of almost year round like this. So yeah, very pumped up about that. It was just a great atmosphere. You know, Europeans in general, South Americans too. They, I feel like they make their live sporting events just way more fun to watch. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm giving American shit today. We shouldn't have called football and we got to get more into it. Um, I say that, but every now and then I'm at a game, like I went to the car. Oh, I didn't even finish my Sunday. So after that game was over with walk down to Wrigley field. That's another thing that's awesome about football matches is they, they're only about two hours long. So walk down to Wrigley, um, sit in the bleach with my brother. Shout out to my brother. Who's awesome. He just finished his first year of medical school. All, all my family's awesome, of course, but finished his first year of medical school, which is not an easy thing to do. Um, especially what we went through as a family this year, uh, these past few months and he kicked ass as he does. So that was great to see. And, uh, and so going to the Cubs game with him was always fun. Watching the game with him was fun. Watching man city, uh, when the premier league and yeah, we, uh, saw my guy bleacher Jeff, which I could tell us that story in a little bit. This is becoming a real sports oriented episode of the podcast. Again, if you new listeners, I talk about everything. So sports, you know, uh, social media, Twitter, uh, an itchy butt cheek. I'll talk about what the fuck ever, you know? And, um, yeah, so we go to the Cubs game, have some beer, some food, sat with some good people. The Cubs won. It broken a, what was a four game losing streak after they'd won like four in a row. So it was kind of like, oh man, this team is so up and down. Um, and yeah, I just had a great, great time. What else was I going to say about that? Yeah, so that wrapped up my son. I went home, went grocery shopping, got the kids what they need. It was it was awesome. I was very tired though at the end. I, I think I passed out early last night. Uh, but it was it was just uh, a wonderful Sunday, right? A wonderful Sunday. I got my ten thousand steps in. Just it's good times, good times, right? So um, I'm definitely going to. Um... All right, now I got to switch gears. Now I got to tell you why I'm in such a bad mood today. Um, it just. I don't know. I'm mean, on the wrong side of the bed. I don't know. I don't know what's what's going on. I mean, maybe I'm having, maybe I'm pushing shit down and it's coming back up in weird ways and everything's, uh, I'm not really sure what's happening at certain times, but it's just weird to have a great weekend. Um, like literally a great weekend. Did I do, I did a show on Saturday. That was a lot of fun out in loves park, Illinois, uh, with Jackie Cooper, Jared Corey books. It, it was at this place called hope and anchor. That was a really great show. Friday night, did I do a show? I think I did. I can't remember for the life of me if, if I did or not. Yeah, I did. What the fuck am I talking about? Oh, my God. I had a great time. Um, shout out to Esther Povitsky, 
who's sorry. I've just had such a bad mood today that I can't even remember amazing highlights Friday. You were in such a bad mood that a couple days ago feels like um, months ago. Um, I also thought I had like a manic episode today, but if you think you had a manic episode, you probably didn't. Is that one of those things where anyone out there go manic, uh, where you, you think it happened, but the fact that you even think it happened means you didn't, you know, like people like no one, anyone out there, <laughs> some mental health stuff. If you are aware of it, you don't really have it. Isn't that fucked up? If you're like, Oh, I think I'm a sociopath. It's like the fact that you can say that you think you're a sociopath means you're not a sociopath, like stuff like that. Cause you, 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 you know, you're not aware of it. It's just a fucked up part of you. Um, so anyway, uh, shout out to Esther Povitsky, who is so funny and so cool. She is, uh, on the show Dollface, which is on Hulu, I believe. And, um, a podcast called uh, Trash Tuesdays. It's I've listened to a couple episodes recently. Very funny. She uh, asked me to open for her at Talia Hall, which is this great theater in the Pilsen neighborhood in Chicago. Really cool, vibrant neighborhood. It was a beautiful Friday night. People are out walking around, uh, you know, eating outdoors. Bars were all full. It was just it was a beautiful sight to see. Um, just I love it. I, just, I absolutely love Chicago on nights like that. I got to open, do like 30 minutes, which was really cool for a big theater crowd like that. And I had a great time. I had a really great time. Um, met some of her fans afterwards who were really cool. Got a lot of really nice follows on Instagram through it. Just a beautiful theater. Great staff. Uh, shout out to her guy, Carlos. Really cool. Her family was super nice. Got to talk to her dad and mom for a little bit. Um, just, yeah, follow Esther. She's She's amazing. Um, I think her Instagram is Esther is a monster, <laughs> uh, but no, she's, she's a great follow and a great person and a really awesome comedian. So she shout out to anyone who's at Talia hall who might be checking out this podcast. <laughs> You're listening to it on a weird day. Uh, just a weird episode for you to check out for the first time. That should be like a disclaimer. I put at the beginning of the episode that, um, Hey, normally I'm not this crazy, but it's, uh, I don't know. It's just, some dumb petty stuff too. Like just getting into it with people on Twitter. And I just, I don't know. I just feel like it's not a healthy environment for me. I just feel like that app is not healthy for someone like me. I just don't, I struggle when people don't like what I like, I guess. Just seeing a lot of people hating on, um, you know, people I like, I don't handle very well. And then I know it's stupid to go at it with these people. You know, but the same way they feel they need to chime into shit. So I guess this, I'll bring up the Bleacher Jeff story. So I mentioned sending the bleachers and by my guy, Bleacher Jeff, he is a diehard Cubs fan and a season ticket holder for a very, very long time. I don't know how many years exactly, but as long as I've known him and I've known him for, I think I met him originally in 2016 through the late great Brody Stevens. And so I know, I mean, I think he's probably been like, close to two decades, if not longer. I could be wrong about that. But he um, always sits in like the left field well. Now, the left field well in the bleachers at Wrigley Fields when the wall curves and left field. Wrigley's got interesting dimensions where from the left field foul pole for about 25, 30 feet out, and then it kind of curves inwards to like the power alleys, like the left center, right center. So he always sits there, and it's general admission in the bleachers. The Cubs are the only ballpark, I think, that still has general admission seating in the bleachers, meaning first come, first serve. Bleacher fans, people who go to the bleachers have to line up 
almost two hours before start time. So it's a Sunday 120 game. They're getting there at 1120. Season ticket holders get to get in five minutes before everyone else. But still, you have to get there at 1115. And uh, and then they you know run to their spot, and there's a lot of regulars there who have been there for like I mean, there's some people who've been in the bleachers for 50 years. I'm not kidding, 50 years, same seats. So there is like a code there. Um, you know, it's a culture. There's a famous there's a famous play called the Bleacher Bums. There's been, you know, it's well documented. The Wrigley Field bleachers as being this crazy special place. Now, I personally, I enjoy sitting in the bleachers here and there. I don't. I wouldn't want them as season tickets. I would want my own designated seat. I used to have seats in the left field corner. Season tickets. I split with my cousin and a couple of his friends, and they were great because I could go to this bar, Bernie's, which was like right across the street from Wrigley. They were one of, kind of a cheaper bar. I'd get like three dollar old style cans and good food, and they were quick. Order that. I could be sitting there. They had an outdoor section too, drinking, having some food, hanging out with some people until like one seventeen. Cubs opening pitch is one twenty usually on weekend games and and then walk over and still make the first pitch get in my seat three minute walk get in in the seat because it was i was real at the easy entrance spot in the stadium off of waveland in front of the fire station waveland and clark and then my cousin switched to the bleachers and i was pissed because i'm like in order to get a good seat you have to get here way early otherwise you're in the back of the bleachers and then they did a thing where they you had to get a wristband to be over 21 and, and get this shit when you're in line for the beer they card you again I remember being like, I remember the first year they did that being fucking furious. I'm like, why are you carding me again when I, why I have the wristband? And they're like, yeah, you could have gotten the wristband from anyone. I'm like, well, if you're carding me anyway, then why the fuck is the wristband system in play? What does that do other than annoy people? So I'm in line to show this person I'm 21. They give me a wristband. I then get, go to the beer lines and then you ask me again. So now I'm just one person. This is the stupidest shit ever. The cord went out again. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Gotta go to audio and no, it's fine now. This sensitive, you know what's fucking pissing me off? I'll just fucking say it. Someone moved my shit around when I specifically was like, don't move my shit around. And you know, we're gonna clean the basement. I'm like, don't just don't touch my fucking shit because it's delicate cords. Guess what? Bunch of shit was fucking moved. Mike was bumped into. Hasn't been the way I wanted to since then. This just adds to my shit. I don't know. Fucking whatever. So Back to the Bleacher Jeff story. Some person purposely doesn't like Jeff, went out of their way to take his seat. And and their side of it was like, Jeff was an asshole and all this shit. And other people were like, it's general admission. If you don't like it, get there first. And it's like, dude, we were there like 30 seconds apart. He could have said anywhere else. Everything was open. There was front row seating everywhere else. That's how early all of us were. And he still specifically took my fucking spot. And he was just, Jeff tweeted about it. And he was more like, can you believe this shit? This is funny. He was even tweeting like, this guy hasn't even gone to go to the bathroom. That's how serious he is about keeping the seat the whole game. And it was a rain delay. So the dude was seven hours in the same seat. Wouldn't move. Didn't get food. Didn't get drinks. Anything. Just glued to that seat. Just because he doesn't like a certain person. Now, I know Jeff. I think he's a really good dude. And I respect the culture of the bleachers. Okay, again, these people, this guy goes to 65 games a year, always gets that spot. This guy goes out of the way to take that fucking spot. I'm like on his side. I'm sorry. So we get in that debate and everyone on Twitter then changes everything to like, that's elitist because there was a lot of people chiming in who don't go to Cubs games. 
people chiming in from fucking New York and Utah and Nebraska and Montana and all this shit. And they don't, they're not Cubs fans. They never tweet about the Cubs. They've, they even said like, yeah, I don't really go to Wrigley. I'm not saying you have to go to Wrigley all the time to be a big Cubs fan. You don't. I know huge Cubs fans who don't live in Chicago and they just can't make it to games. They still love the Cubs and I love them for loving the Cubs. But if you don't go to the bleachers and sit in the bleachers and know that fucking culture and know what is what and know the traditions of it, then shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Why are you fighting with this? They were the ones that blew it up more so. And I fucking hate these people who are like, I'm sorry, I just have to point out how ridiculous you are. I want to point out how ridiculous you fucking people are too. Because you, nobody can tell you that you're the fucking idiot on Twitter wasting all your fucking time. It's always you're the one in the right and you're pointing out to everyone else. Right? And it's just this fucking, that's the, the thing that annoys me the most is the people who love the app don't realize how bad it is. They don't. And how much they're making it unfun for everyone else. These people shitting on players who won them a World Series. Happy they're gone. It's like, fuck off. Shut the fuck up. No one told you if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. That's what kills me. It's like the players see this shit. Um, If I were some of these players, I'd be like, you know what? I'm mad we won. If I could go back in time, we would have lost. If I known it was going to make you fucks happy, I would have fucking thrown some airs. But of course, professional athletes don't think that. And they know the majority of the fans are cool. And Twitter's a small minority of lunatic. And I have to remind myself that too. But I'm also a small minority of a lunatic. So I can't I can't separate my brain from it sometimes. I don't know what it is. It really does um, wash over me. And it, and it fucks up my day. And it sucks. You know? Um, because there are people out there apologizing for our billionaire owners for not spending money. Oh, they can't spend money right now. Rebuilding was a smart move. Don't worry. They'll be good in a few years. Really? Why? The ticket prices are super high, though. Highest ticket prices in baseball. If they would have come out and say, hey, look, Cubs fans, we're going to rebuild like we did last time. Sorry, we the sustained success didn't last longer. We looked at everything, and the best course of action is for us to try to rebuild again. But guess what? We're not going to ask you to pay full price tickets to see a shit product, okay? We're going to lower our they Would they do that? Of course not. No ownership would do that. No ownership would lower ticket prices while they're rebuilding. And guess what? No ownership does. They don't roll those savings into the next fucking team. So all the money they're saving this year by not spending money on good players and all the money they'll save next year by not spending money on good players. You think they're going to fucking bust out that they didn't last time they saved money from 2012 to 2014. Yeah. They went over the luxury tax twice, but they could have gone way the fuck over and they should have gone way the fuck over both those times. Like the Dodgers do and like the Yankees do and like Boston does when they're right there. The Cubs are fourth most valuable franchise and they don't fucking do it pisses me off i used to be one of those blind optimistic Cubs fans but now that we've won one shit's different okay i was clinging to the loyalty and holding on because i would hate to have been one of those people say in 2008 or 9 or whatever that's just like fuck this team i can't do it anymore i'm no longer a fan i'm switching sides or i'm just not watching the sport anymore because you know what those people did they came crawling back they came crawling back in 2015 and 2016 when the Cubs were good again. And I know their good friends were probably like, oh, you're back, huh? I thought you swore us off. I thought you were too good for us. I thought you were done with this. And they're like, oh. Ah. And then they tried to high-five everyone else when they won the World Series, but those high-fives didn't mean it. Those weren't the same high-fives, right? And they get to experience it. Yes, people who show loyalty get rewarded more than those who don't. That's the fact. And I'm still, I still love the Cubs. I'm still going to watch them every day, but I'm not going to fucking just sit here and, and just pretend like it's all fine. It's, oh, it's fine that we're going to be bad for the next few years. No, because it didn't need to be this way. 
And I will point that out every chance I fucking get. But I'm going to do it in person to friends I know and other Cubs fans that I see in person because I am done doing the Cubs Twitter thing. That is over. Okay. I love Cubs fans. I think they're still the best fans in all sports, but not online. I'm not going through that shit online. Some of you can do it. Some of you like it, and that's fine for you. But you can follow me on TikTok and Instagram. And if you want Cubs content from me, I don't know. Direct message me and ask me what you think of the team. If you're a current Cubs Twitter follower of mine who likes my shit, DMs are open for you. Ask me what I think. Ask me my take. I'll give it to you there. But I'm not posting it publicly anymore. I just can't do it. And I know I say that now, but that's just the way it is. I'm I'm a person who I wish I wasn't like this, but I am. I get too high and I get too low um, with my fandom for things. And yeah, I wish I was more even keel. I wish I could just be like, ah, oh, we lost, whatever. I'm not going to let these people's opinions bring me down. I'm not going to let this negativity get to me. But I'm not. I'm struggling with it. I'm trying to be. And it's unfortunate. It really is. Uh, it's part of the reason I quit doing the Lockdown Cubs podcast. I'm like, I can't suffer through a rebuild doing a five times a week podcast. I can't. And that bummed me out too because I'm like, man, maybe I really fucked myself though. I started to get real depressed after that because I'm like, you know, I should have just held on because in the off season, we weren't required to do five times a week for that network. They only wanted a couple times a week and I could have found some fun stuff to do with it. And then maybe... um you know, I could have figured it out and it could have led to more opportunities in different ways. I could have kept building up the podcast, but the money sucked. I'll straight up tell you guys right now, the money sucked doing that podcast. I thought it'd be much better. I had some friends who worked at for that network doing another podcast. And I thought the money was this because that's what maybe they got a better deal than me. I thought I was just getting a good, I thought I was getting the deal that everyone got. I don't know. I didn't, I, part of me was like, I should have negotiated better or should have told them at the end of the season, hey, if you want to keep me, this isn't going to work. I should have done that, but then I thought, hey, my goal was to be the best comedian I could possibly be. Stand-up comedy is my true love, and this is taken away from that. It's effect. I'm not as good as stand-up because I'm putting focus on this. And, you know, I was taking my focus away from comedy. That's what I thought. But one of my other dreams were, when I was a senior in high school, I probably wrote like a top five like dream jobs. Sports broadcaster was definitely in there. Definitely. It was probably number one at that point because at that point, it was clear I wasn't going to be a baseball player. <laughs> That was my first dream. Eighth grade. If you would have asked me in eighth grade, what do you want to be when you grow up? The answer was major league baseball player. But sports broadcaster, whether it be a radio host or anything in the world of sports, Cubs especially, was the dream. Um, but sadly, I think the way I overreact and lose my shit on Twitter and the fact that I quit that podcast, even though I stayed truly professional. Um, I mean, I got mad and talked about how terrible the Cubs were and all that kind of stuff, but I just couldn't... I, uh, I just had to keep, I don't know. I just, for, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't keep acting, you know, gassing up a team that was going nowhere. I couldn't, you know, I, I don't know how some of the people do it and I know it's their job. If I was getting paid well enough, I probably could do it. So for anyone out there who was thinking to hire me for their company, you pay me well enough. I could come on every day with a big smile being like, well, the Cubs lost 17 to nothing today, but I'll tell you what, let's talk about some things to look forward to in tomorrow's game. I really like the way this one guy in the bullpen got two outs before giving up six runs. If he could figure out how to get the third out of an inning, he's going to be tremendous. And I really love the way our players all choked their balls off when it mattered most. You know, it, they didn't break their bats. They looked like they were their uniforms looked clean, tucked in jerseys. There's a lot of professionalism there that we could take into this next series when we go on the road for 10 games against L.A., San Francisco, and San Diego. Like, I could be that guy, but you better pay me a bunch, okay? 
that's how it's got to go. All right. And this is how this podcast had to have gone. I will, maybe I'll do another one a couple of days from now where I'm in a much better mood and it could be a fun, happy one. I hope I entertain you for half an hour or it was at least interesting. You know, my goal is to never be boring. I might not always be funny, but I'll never be boring. At least I hope not. Well, whatever. You guys are the best. Thanks for listening to the Joe Kilgallen podcast. And as always, cheers. <laughs>